0: THE PRISONER OF Chillon by Lord Byron read for LibriVox.org by Michelle Fry, Baton Rouge, Louisiana INTRODUCTION Byron wrote this poem in 1816 at a small inn in the village of Uchi, near Lausanne, a city of Switzerland, on the shore of Lake Geneva, also called Lake Le Mans. The castle and fortress of Chillon, which was for a long time a state prison, is at the east end of the lake. It is situated on a rock which is almost entirely surrounded by deep water and connected with the shore by a wooden bridge. The prisoners introduced in the poem are fictitious persons, suggested to the imagination of the poet by the appearance of the isolated castle, and no doubt by his reading of the sufferings to which many people were subjected for their religious opinions in past times, when the principle of liberty of conscience was little understood or respected. The Prisoner of Chillon. My hair is gray, but not with years, Nor grew it white in a single night, As men's have grown from sudden fears. My limbs are bowed, though not with toil, But rusted with a vile repose, For they have been a dungeon's spoil. And mine has been the fate of those To whom the goodly earth and air are banned And barred, forbidden fair but this was for my father's faith i suffered chains and courted death that father perished at the stake for tenets he would not forsake and for the same his lineal race in darkness found a dwelling place we were seven who now are one six in youth and one in age finished as they had begun proud of persecution's rage one in fire and two in field their belief with blood have sealed dying as their father died for the god their foes denied three were in a dungeon cast of whom this wreck is left the last there are seven pillars of gothic mould in Chillon's dungeons deep and old there are seven columns massy and grey dim with the dull imprisoned ray a sunbeam which hath lost its way and through the crevice and the cleft of the thick wall is fallen and left creeping o'er the floor so damp like a marsh's meteor lamp and in each pillar there is a ring and in each ring there is a chain that iron is a cankering thing for in these limbs its teeth remain with marks that will not wear away till i have done with this new day which now is painful to these eyes which have not seen the sun so rise for years i cannot count them o'er i lost their long and heavy score when my last brother drooped and died and i lay living by his side they chained us each to a column stone and we were three yet each alone we could not move a single pace we could not see each other's face but with that pale and livid light that made us strangers in our sight and thus together yet apart fettered in hand but joined in heart t'was still some solace in the dearth of the pure elements of earth to hearken to each other's speech and each turned comforter to each with some new hope or legend old or song heroically bold but even these at length grew cold our voices took a dreary tone an echo of the dungeon's stone a grating sound not full and free as they of yore were wont to be it might be fancy but to me they never sounded like our own i was the eldest of the three and to uphold and cheer the rest i ought to do and did my best and each did well in his degree the youngest whom my father loved because our mother's brow was given to him with eyes as blue as heaven for him my soul was sorely moved and truly might it be distressed to see such bird in such a nest for he was beautiful as day when day was beautiful to me as the young eagles being free a polar day which will not see a sunset till its summer's gone it's sleepless summer of long light the snow-clad offspring of the sun and thus he was as pure and bright and in his natural spirit gay with tears for naught but others ills and then they flowed like mountain rills unless he could assuage the woe which he abhorred to view below the other was as pure of mind but formed to combat with his kind strong in his frame and of a mood which against the world in war had stood and perished in the foremost rank with joy but not in chains to pine his spirit withered with their clank i saw it silently decline and so perchance in sooth did mine but yet i forced it on to cheer those relics of a home so dear he was a hunter of the hills had followed there the deer and wolf to him this dungeon was a gulf and fettered feet the worst of ills lake limon lies by Chillon's walls a thousand feet in depth below its massy waters meet and flow thus much the fathom line was sent from Chillon's snow-white battlement which round about the wave enthralls. A double dungeon wall and wave have made, and like a living grave. Below the surface of the lake the dark vault lies wherein we lay. We heard it ripple night and day, sounding o'er our heads it knocked. And I have felt the winter's spray wash through the bars when winds were high and wanton in the happy sky. AND THEN THE VERY ROCK HATH ROCKED, AND I HAVE FELT IT SHAKE, UNSHOCKED, BECAUSE I COULD HAVE SMILED TO SEE THE DEATH THAT WOULD HAVE SET ME FREE. I SAID MY NEARER BROTHER pined, I SAID HIS MIGHTY HEART DECLINED, HE LOATHED AND PUT AWAY HIS FOOD, IT WAS NOT THAT TWAS COARSE AND RUDE, FOR WE WERE USED TO HUNTER'S fare, AND FOR THE LIKE HAD LITTLE CARE the milk drawn from the mountain goat was changed for water from the moat our bread was such as captives tears have moistened many a thousand years since man first penned his fellow man like brutes within an iron den but what were these to us or him these wasted not his heart or limb my brother's soul was of that mould which in a palace had grown cold had his free breathing been denied the range of the steep mountain's side but why delay the truth he died i saw and could not hold his head nor reach his dying hand nor dead though hard i strove but strove in vain to rend and gnash my bonds in twain he died and they unlocked his chain and scooped for him a shallow grave even from the cold earth of our cave i begged them as a boon to lay his course in dust whereon the day might shine it was a foolish thought but then within my brain it wrought that even in death his free-born breast in such a dungeon could not rest i might have spared my idle prayer they coldly laughed and laid him there the flat and turfless earth above the being we so much did love His empty chain above it lent such murder's fitting monument. But he, the favorite and the flower, most cherished since his natal hour, his mother's image in fair face, the infant love of all his race, his martyred father's dearest thought, my latest care, for whom I sought to hoard my life that his might be less wretched now and one day free he too who yet had held untired a spirit natural or inspired he too was struck and day by day was withered on the stalk away oh god it is a fearful thing to see the human soul take wing in any shape in any mood i've seen it rushing forth in blood i've seen it on the breaking ocean strive with swollen convulsive motion i've seen the sick and ghastly bed of sin delirious with its dread but these were horrors this was woe unmixed with such but sure and slow he faded and so calm and meek so softly worn so sweetly weak so tearless yet so tender kind and grieved for those he left behind with all the while a cheek whose bloom was as a mockery of the tomb whose tints as gently sunk away as a departing rainbow's ray an eye of most transparent light that almost made the dungeon bright and not a word of murmur not a groan o'er his untimely lot a little talk of better days a little hope my own to raise for i was sunk in silence lost in this last loss of all the most and then the sighs he would suppress of fainting nature's feebleness more slowly drawn grew less and less i listened but i could not hear I called, for I was wild with fear. I knew t'was hopeless, but my dread would not be thus admonished. I called and thought I heard a sound. I burst my chain with one strong, bound and rushed to him. I found him not. I only stirred in this black spot i only lived i only drew the accursed breath of dungeon dew the last the soul the dearest link between me and the eternal brink which bound me to my failing race was broken in this fatal place one on the earth and one beneath my brothers Both had ceased to breathe. I took that hand which lay so still. Alas, my own was full as chill. I had not strength to stir or strive, but felt that I was still alive. A frantic feeling, when we know that what we love shall ne'er be so. I know not why I could not die. I had no earthly hope but faith and that forbade a selfish death what next befell me then and there i know not well i never knew first came the loss of light and air and then of darkness too i had no thought no feeling none among the stones i stood a stone and was scarce conscious what I whist, as shrubless crags within the mist, for all was blank and bleak and grey. It was not night, it was not day, it was not even the dungeon light so hateful to my heavy sight, but vacancy absorbing space, and fixedness without a place. There were no stars, no earth, no time, no check, no change, no good, no crime, but silence and a stirless breath which neither was of life nor death. A sea of stagnant idleness, blind, boundless, mute and motionless, a light broke in upon my brain it was the carol of a bird it ceased and then it came again the sweetest song ear ever heard and mine was thankful till my eyes ran over with the glad surprise and they that moment could not see i was the mate of misery but then by dull degrees came back my senses to their wonted track i saw the dungeon walls and floor close slowly round me as before i saw the glimmer of the sun creeping as it before had done but through the crevice where it came that bird was perched as fond and tame and tamer than upon the tree a lovely bird with azure wings a song that said a thousand things and seemed to say them all for me I never saw its like before, I ne'er shall see its likeness more. It seemed like me to want a mate, but was not half so desolate, and it was come to love me when none lived to love me so again, and cheering from my dungeon's brink had brought me back to feel and think, I know not if it late were free or broke its cage to perch on mine but knowing well captivity sweet bird i could not wish for thine or if it were in winged guise a visitant from paradise for heaven forgive that thought the while which made me both to weep and smile i sometimes deemed that it might be my brother's soul come down to me but then at last away it flew and then twas mortal well i knew for he would never thus have flown and left me twice so doubly lone lone as the course within its shroud lone as a solitary cloud a single cloud on a sunny day while all the rest of heaven is clear a frown upon the atmosphere that has no business to appear when skies are blue and earth is gay A kind of change came in my fate. My keepers grew compassionate. I know not what had made them so. They were inured to sights of woe, but so it was. My broken chain with links unfastened did remain, and it was liberty to stride along my cell from side to side, and up and down and then athwart and treaded over every part and round the pillars one by one returning where my walk begun avoiding only as i trod my brother's graves without a sod for if i thought with heedless tread my step profaned their lowly bed my breath came gaspingly and thick and my crushed heart fell blind and sick i made a footing in the wall it was not therefrom to escape for i had buried one and all who loved me in a human shape and the whole earth would henceforth be a wider prison unto me no child no sire no kin had i no partner in my misery i thought of this and i was glad for thought of them had made me mad but i was curious to ascend to my barred windows and to bend once more upon the mountain's high the quiet of a loving eye i saw them and they were the same they were not changed like me in frame i saw their thousand years of snow on high their wide long lake below and the blue Rhone in fullest flow i heard the torrents leap and gush o'er channeled rock and broken bush i saw the white-walled distant town the whiter sails go skimming down and then there was a little isle which in my very face did smile the only one in view a small green isle it seemed no more, scarce broader than my dungeon floor, but in it there were three tall trees, and o'er it blew the mountain breeze, and by it there were waters flowing, and on it there were young flowers growing of gentle breath and hue. The fish swam by the castle wall, and they seemed joyous each and all. The eagle rode the rising blast methought he never flew so fast as then to me he seemed to fly and then new tears came in my eye and i felt troubled and would fain i had not left my recent chain and when i did descend again the darkness of my dim abode fell on me as a heavy load it was as is a new-dug grave closing o'er one we sought to save and yet my glance too much oppressed, had almost need of such a rest. It might be months, or years, or days, I kept no count, I took no note, I had no hope my eyes to raise and clear them of their dreary moat. At last men came to set me free. I asked not why, and recked not where, it was at length the same to me, fettered or fetterless to be i learned to love despair and thus when they appeared at last and all my bonds aside were cast these heavy walls to me had grown a hermitage and all my own and half i felt as they were come to tear me from a second home with spiders i had friendship made and watched them in their sullen trade had seen the mice by moonlight play and why should i feel less than they we were all inmates of one place and i the monarch of each race had power to kill yet strange to tell in quiet we had learned to dwell my very chains and i grew friends So much a long communion tends to make us what we are Even I regained my freedom with a sigh End of Poem This recording is in the public domain